Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvan, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. All right, we'll get back to uh, your phone calls, 312-332-3776. I got more sound to play, too. Regarding uh, Caleb Williams and Cliff Kingsbury and the Bears and all those possibilities, everyone's talking about it. And I haven't even picked Waddle's brain on Colin Coward and everything that he has Colin, said. Colin, my guy. He's worked said, with Colin for several years. Did you see what uh, what Boyle just sent us to? I know that Colin's a huge fan of the city of Chicago and has always talked about buying a place here. And I guess Boyle said he just has he he did a new Michigan Avenue condo. Well, I think he can afford it for oh, sure. Of course he can. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, he's going to be a season ticket holder for the Bears. Of course, at the yeah. new stadium. Um, whatever they do, you know, like some people have the twelfth man. Yeah, he'll be like, like he'll do something. Absolutely, um, he'll be our bear man. Maybe he'll be a PR for Caleb if the Bears draft him. There you he, go. That's right. He's part of the camp. It's not a big camp. You know, he's got a... More he, intense. intense, yes. He, he, just, he just kept repeating and repeating. He's got a marketing girl. I don't think, I don't think Caleb's got an agent, does he? No, he does yeah. not. He does not as of yet. Um, so we'll do all that coming up in just a little bit. But a uh, friend of the show, Derek Stevens, the beautiful Circa Resort and Casino um, in Vegas. We have been there a couple of times. Yes, Derek always rolls out the red carpet for us. They have uh, now the app here in Illinois. It's uh, It's been available to all of us for the last several months. I was at the big party uh, up in Wrigleyville about six months ago, hung out with Derek, and had a great, great time. He was in our studio here on State Street. He enjoyed being with us, and we always love talking to him. Derek Stevens joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Derek, how have you been? Terrific. Terrific, guys. How you doing? We're doing well. You know, I, I wanted to do a well-being check on you <laughs> last week, but I thought I would give you some space. How did you process the Lions and that heartbreaking defeat? Yeah, you know, for, for, for someone that uh, lived in Detroit, grew up that way, one playoff win in my lifetime till this year, uh, you know, I took a crew, we flew to San Francisco, and... Uh, you know, you're up 17 at half. I think I've watched the game four times since then. I, I've been in, I was in shock for a couple of days. I only started coming back to reality by by, let's say, uh, Thursday or so of this past week. And now just trying to get back with the program. But I appreciate, I really appreciate you thinking, thinking about me, all of our well-being, a lot of these Lions fans. You know, we haven't had the success that Bears fans have had over, over the last couple decades. So, so we, uh, we, we really struggled with it, but we're doing okay. Derek, were you okay with Dan Campbell's decision-making in that game? Uh, you know, you got you, you got You can't drop balls. You can't. There's so many things that go into it. You know, yeah. I mean, this part of the culture. You know, when you when you when you when you when you play that way, and and you, and you, you know, you you got to be able to kick field goals from time to time. But let's also be be be. We have to be realistic. Field goals are not gimmies anymore either. So I don't have a problem with what with what happened. I wish we would have executed a little bit better. Uh, I thought the Lions coming to Vegas for the Super Bowl against the Chiefs would have been spectacular. Yeah. But, uh, well, hell, we're still going to have a great Super Bowl out here in Vegas. I was going to say, um, what did you think was less realistic a decade ago? The Lions on the doorstep of a Super Bowl or Vegas 
hosting a Super Bowl? Oh, oh, I would have always said Vegas hosting a Super Bowl would have been, that would have been outland. That would have been crazy. You know, as a Lions fan, the Lions are always one year away. So I, I would have always thought they, I would have always thought they had a shot. But the, but but Las Vegas getting the Super Bowl that was something that I mean you guys know more than anything. I mean, boy oh boy, has the NFL ever ever changed their position? You know, I think we knew for about twenty years. You know, they would say something, but really mean something else. And and now it's just kind of come full circle. I mean, I think everybody understands they're putting a few bucks on a game. I mean, it's good for the game. It's good for the team. It's good for the leagues. It's certainly good for the players. Good for the players' association. It's great for media and it's great for fans because because now people people have when you have a little skin in the game, you just, you're more into it. So um, NFL's really just changed their position. And boy, oh boy, are we seeing it live and up front out here in Las Vegas right now with the, with the NFL celebrating everything to do with Vegas possible. It's become a healthy relationship, too, hasn't it, Derek, between the NFL and Vegas and legalized gambling? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, the uh, the media days actually start uh, here actually in about an hour. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Chiefs are on, then the 49ers a few hours later. Um, um, you know, the kids' camps, all of the charitable components uh, – Boy, oh boy, the parties, the, the celebrity events. Yeah, it's, it's a real healthy relationship now. I think uh, NFL and Las Vegas, uh, and, and, and it's really NFL and sports gambling in, in general, have all, have all learned to uh, um, play off one another. And it seems to be working pretty well. What is uh, the best party that you're hosting this week? And what is the best party that you have a ticket for this week? Oh, interesting question. Well... I will tell you that within within our, our domain of Circa, the D, the downtown Las Vegas Event Center, we are throwing nine different big game parties, anywhere from 250 people up to 10,000 out in Vegas. Um, that, some are for invited casino guests. Some are um, open to the public, um, all with a uh, little different, uh, different food and beverage package and all that stuff. So, I like the 10,000-person party outside at uh, the downtown Las Vegas Event Center. It's a huge screen, and that's a lot of fun. It's basically an outside tailgate. Uh, that's a great one that we're throwing. Um, I would tell you the, we're throwing a party at the Benchmark in, in downtown Chicago for, for Super Bowl Sunday. Um, that's open to the public. All you got to do is have download our Circus Sports Illinois app and uh, and uh, you can get in. We're providing all the food and everything else like that. So so that's uh, that's all it takes to get in there. So we're excited about that. We're excited about having our party in Waukegan at uh, at uh, American Place. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and the one the one uh, party that I got a ticket to, well. You know, I'm just working on it now. I got, I got, I got a ticket on Saturday night to the owners to the owners party. Ooh. So Mark Mark Davis invited uh, invited myself uh, and my wife out to the owners party. So I think that one's going to be uh, that one could be kind of interesting to see who's milling around over there. Oh yes, everybody in Vegas probably looking to get a glimpse of Taylor Swift at some point as well, right, Derek? I would say so, but I'm thinking if she's if she's performing in Tokyo on Saturday night, taking the flight over, she's going to be landing going right to Allegiant. So I don't know. I don't. Maybe she will be hanging around Saturday night. I don't know. We'll we'll be looking for her though. <laughs> Certainly an after party after the game for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. 
Do you have a bet for us? Do you have a favorite play, a, fra- a favorite prop for the weekend? Well, I, I would tell you, you know, like, on, you can get them all on Circus Sports Illinois on the app. I would tell you a couple things. Um, number one, I would say um, for those that haven't bet Circus Squares, what it is, is, I think we all understand how squares work. We all bet enough Super Bowl party. You put a couple bucks in, you get assigned a couple numbers. The one thing about Circus Squares is you pick your own numbers. So you know, in, in, in days in days gone by, if you get stuck with a five and a five, you know, before kickoff, you know, there's no need to be despondent. If you get stuck if you if you want a five and a five now, it might might pay you like five thousand to one. So you get to pick your own numbers, and there's different odds on every combination. So I would tell you, um, on, on the Circus Sports Illinois app, jump, take a look at Circus Squares. That'll give you a good idea of what the combinations are paying. And uh, you could you could get into it for as low as a dollar. Um, as far as the game goes, a couple things that uh, a couple things that kind of stand out. A lot of these same game parlays. I think we're gonna we're gonna see an awful lot of people um, um, betting a, a double touchdown and a team win combination. We're seeing a lot of that with uh, Debo scores two touchdowns. Um, Debo scores two touchdowns and then uh, and then the 49ers win. There's also the the contrarian Debo scores two touchdowns and the Chiefs win. So I think you're gonna see a lot of double touchdown, double touchdown uh, same game parlays with with the side. Americans are projected to bet $1.3 billion on this Super Bowl, which is up nearly 20% from last year. Life is good when it comes to the <laughs> NFL and Vegas and legalized sports gambling. It sure is. I mean, I think like we were just we were just talking about, you know, putting a few bucks on the game, you know, the, the NFL just, just hasn't, hasn't done anything wrong. I mean, the, 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 the 2023 season was spectacular. Playoffs were, were great. Uh, the, the 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 league just continues to get stronger. I think you're going to see this Super Bowl really as a launching pad for NFL really trying to grow its brand internationally. You know, we already know next year you got all these games are going to take place in 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 Germany. Uh, you know, it's announced that they're going to have the first regular season NFL game in Brazil. And I think this is really the launching pad for NFL International. So the brand just keeps getting stronger and stronger. It's uh, it's so much fun to watch a game and have a couple bucks on it, and, and it's great to see. You got more women betting than ever, so it's uh, it's it's awesome. Yep, uh, Derek, you're awesome, and uh, we appreciate the friendship. I can't wait to see you out in Vegas sometime soon. Thanks so much. All right, thanks, Derek. All right, great. Take care, guys. Great to talk to you. Happy Super Bowl week here. You too. Same to you. Have a great uh, week out there. You deserve it. Derek Stevens from Circa Resort and Casino, the one num- of our favorite spots. The numbers are crazy. As I said, I mean, the most recent survey said that they're expecting $1.3 billion to be bet on this Super Bowl. That's 20% raise from last year, and it's only getting – the numbers are climbing. It's just crazy, the appetite for it. You know what else happens this week, don't you, uh, at Super Bowl week? Hall of Fame. Oh, that's true, yes. And, and I know, like, Hester's people are very optimistic. Yeah. Obviously, this is where we're expecting, knock on wood, the confirmation from Mongo. So, like, hopefully there'll be a big party in Canton where that's Mongo right. and Hester, maybe Julius Peppers goes to. But, like, you don't have that, like, real big connection like yeah. you do with Hester and Mongo 
going. When um, is that vote? Is it Friday or is it Saturday? It, it, it's one of those days. When is the actual vote, Tyler? Have they done the, the actual vote and are we waiting on the announcement? Or do they do the vote this while they're there, too? It's something we should look this up. We, we, we should ask one yeah. of these. Uh, we'll one figure of, it One out. of these NFL guys. So but, it's supposed to be announced February eighth. So what is that? Uh, we're the fifth. So it's the fifth today. So Friday the fifth. then. Yeah. So Friday during the NFL honors or Thursday during NFL honors. Yeah. Yeah, because the NFL honors show have is they voted the- yet? Have they? That's the one thing that Waddle wanted to know if they if they have uh, voted. Yes. The, so the selection committee met on January sixteenth to seventeenth. Okay, so they they already voted. I know Hester's people feel good. Feel good, whatever that's worth. I don't know if they've like been told to be there or something, but they feel good. And you know, obviously, Mongo's people most yeah. you know most feel that it's just like a confirmation, confirmation that yeah. most. Most of the seniors always usually get in. There was one person I don't think who got in uh, the first time, but um, hopefully they get in this year. Yes, I think the confirmation will in fact take place, and then we can all celebrate in a rightful fashion for sure. Um, so that's this week and, and a big, big Super Bowl week coming up. Love Super Bowl. Week. Yeah, um, we were talking about the quarterback situation and about like if you do deem Caleb Williams the your your top quarterback take him and a lot of people have said well look josh allen was what the second or third quarterback taken lamar jackson was what the fourth quarterback taken or fifth quarterback taken yeah herbert was whatever quarterback taken the thing is though no one no one ever thought that like they were going to be that good and or else they would have been taken sooner sure. so you don't just say well i'll take the third guy because the third guy, a lot of times, does turn out. You don't yeah. do it that way. No, you don't I'd... say, I'll take the third guy because the third guy, a lot of times, is the first guy. You always take the guy that you deem to be the best guy. You don't go along with the crowd. Like, your first guy may be everybody else's third guy. You always take your first guy. I would just suggest people don't make this harder than it needs to be. And don't get yourself twisted up. If they do all of their research and he checks every box or there's a quarterback that checks every box, then you draft that guy and you don't regret it. And then you develop it. That I mean, this is you're not going to be back in this position, hopefully, in our lifetime. Because you're hopefully going to continue to win and get better. And you're never going to find yourself with a number one overall selection again. So if you do all of your hard work and all of your investigation and all of your research and all of your this and all of that, you've come to the conclusion that, yes, we really love this kid. Then you draft him. Yes. Right. You don't worry what could have been or what may be or what you could have gotten. Like, I'm not going to sit around and wait for the, the commanders to knock my socks off if I'm committed to this kid being a significantly better option than the one we have currently. I'm just not. I'm not going to make it that. If it, he's it your simple. number one and you then love you draft him, him, you don't care what they're offering that's, you. That's the way I look at it. Others, I mean, look, other people look at it differently. And if you want to build your team in a in a you know in a broader capacity and and adding pieces, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I just if this was me, if I was Ryan Poles and I was comfortable with one of these guys first overall. Then I draft him. Yep. Tom in Oakland, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tommy? 
what's up? Hey. All our second time listeners. So, uh, so, and I heard, and I've heard this constantly, and I heard it from the one guy who just called in who was, I don't know, the Marine or whatever. And again, thank you for your service. But, like, the whole narrative that just because he cried at the end of a game doesn't make him a great leader is completely bull. We've all been there. We've all been in certain situations, whether it was when we were playing, you know, football, basketball, baseball, whatever, where we've gotten very emotional, very invested in the game that we're playing, and whether we won or whether we lost, we just the emotion and everything just breaks down over us. I mean, my son, when he got moved up to the varsity this year just for their playoff push, you know, they made it to the championship game, and they lost in the championship game. And afterwards, he had tears running down his face, and he knew he couldn't even play because he was a sixth grader. But he still felt it because he had that emotion, you know, invested into that game. And to say that just because he cried, you know, after the end of the Washington game, which was a huge game for their season, especially when Washington, I think, was ranked number five in the in the country at that time, and he was doing everything he could. You know, it was literally an offensive game, ping, 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 and he was trying to keep his team in it. And to say that he's soft and such because he cried afterwards when he was trying to win that game for his teammates and for his team, and he's not a leader because of that, that is, it's just completely bull. You know, and anybody who thinks that is a moron. I'm sorry, guys. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to overvalue it. I don't, you know, feel necessary to call you a moron if you're, you know, you're not a fan of that type of response, but it doesn't bother me. Like, again, you, you have to do, an all-encompassing research report on this kid. And and you're going to get a lot of information. You're going to watch a lot of film. And you just put it all into your calculator. And you come up with a decision. And, you know? I mean, yeah. some everybody's different. Everybody handles different things differently. I don't know what where Ryan Poles is leaning. But that wouldn't be the determining factor to me. How about this? How about he shows more, quote-unquote, leadership by not doing that? the film tells you he's not very good. Like, I'd rather have a guy that was flushed with talents, and most people say good things about, who may have, you know, one moment where not everyone's going to agree with his behavior or how he handles himself. It's not going to factor. It's going to, I'm not going to over-evaluate that. Do you, know, do you know the, the, the one time I had a problem with an athlete crying? Do I, let's see if you could remember. And it uh, happened during a game. It's a very famous time during a game. Miller, I bet you can knock this down. Crying and there's no cry. Um, and, it ha- and, and the, the, the reason oh, I why it, I had I, a problem was because it. it still was with time left in the game. I believe I recall. You want me to guess? What yes. is it? Adam Morrison? Adam Morrison. Uh, because there was still ticks left on the clock and he had stopped playing because he had thought his team lost. And there was still a chance, like, albeit a miracle, but he was still, like, wallowing in the, in the, the prospect that his team had blown the game instead of focusing on stealing the ball or fouling or whatever. Like, after a game, 
if you left it all on the court or on the field and you want to have a cry, whether it be in your mom's, have a cry in your mom's arms, in your coach's arms, in your, your, your girlfriend's arms, in your wife's arms, whoever's arms, so be it. Like, I don't give a crap. I don't either, and I don't have a problem if Ryan Pohl sits down with Caleb Williams at some point when they have a talk and he asks him about it. Hey, there's been a lot of conversation about your response to losing to Washington and, and, and crying in, you know, in the presence of your mom and dad. What, what, what led you to that reaction? I, I have no problem with Ryan Pohl's asking him about it. Yeah. But it's just not, I mean, okay. It may bother some people. It doesn't bother me. We got care. someone else in the military. Patrick on the northwest side. Uh, this, in response to the last uh, Marine who called in. What's up, Patrick? Yeah, guys, I'm a retired fire captain. I was also in the military. My dad was in World War II as a Marine in the South Pacific at 16 years old. Did he cry? Yes. Okay? And my entire life, I've been doing it a long time, I've never seen firemen cry during any during an event. Never. But afterwards, years later, when they recall it, yeah, they're, they're, tears are going to flow. Okay? So after a game, when all the emotions pent up, yeah, I have no, no, absolutely no problem with it. I was a coach. I played high school football. My kids played college football. A lot of them cried. Michael Jordan cried, okay, after he won a championship. Kelsey cried after he retired. Now, come on, let's get real. It's a normal emotion that everybody has, and it, to you know, describe, oh, I'm a Marine, garbage. I, I don't buy into it. I'm sorry. I just don't. And thank you for your service. <laughs> Fire captain and yeah, and someone in the military. Now that's that is good stuff right there, Patrick. We appreciate you. Thank you. I mean, like there's going to be a never-ending supply of these types of conversations between now and the I draft. Know. It's not going away. Like for no, all the people who are like, "Hey, we still have two or three months of this." This it's only heating up. Yeah, it's only getting hotter. And and, and again, I think it's something that we've talked about a, a bunch. Like my hope would be. As Bears fans, you just want them to get this right and get and make the best decision for this franchise. But unfortunately, everybody's retreated to their corners and is just lobbing haymakers any opportunity they get. Jim and O'Hare, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jim? Hey, guys. Just getting back to the stadium. Um, you know, once you it is a dump, but once you get into your seat, it's not like some of these newer stadiums where. The first row is 100 feet from the sideline. Good sidelines. So you're you, right. <clears throat> great sidelines. And how do you tear down the uh, the uh, the giant columns that have um, you know historical meaning or whatever uh, landmark status? I don't I think, think they will. Yeah, hasn't it lost its landmark status? It has, but I don't think they'll ever tear down the columns. I bet you they yeah, keep those either. up for a memorial or um, you know part of that park. I think like the report has been. Whatever they do with that stadium, that site will remain like a park area or something like that. I think they'll and always my, keep the columns. And then my final comment is I'm a PSL owner. I'm, how are they going to – how do you think the Bears treat have, – have they ever torn down a stadium anywhere with with PSLs in it? How, oh, how are they going to treat the dip. PSL? Yeah. yeah, get ready for a double dip. 
Yeah. When did they? So. Something happened recently on that front, didn't they? With a stadium build and a PSL attachment to it. Or do I'm I, trying to think. I, that, I don't think. Do they transfer? I don't think they do. No. And I think it's part of the. It's, it's on the agreement. Was it the Rams? Was it? The, yeah. I, I, somebody I, I said like that, was so that that they had a PSL, but on the back of like all of their tickets are on the agreement. It said, "Hey, listen, if we move out of this stadium or rebuild a stadium, your PSL is null and void." You're going to have to re-up. I believe that's the way that the cookie crumples, so to speak. The PSL crumbles. Yeah, I think, they, I, think that's, I think that's kind of standard with PSLs. Yeah, so, you're just paying money up front for, yeah. to foot the cost of you the building a, of the stadium. you got to purchase again the yeah. right to yes. purchase the, sta- the, I, the I seat again. That's yes. no, the way no, it is. Ab- that is it absolutely transfer. it. It is absolutely yeah. it. Yeah. And... Like, you know, I, a lot of PSL... You know why? Because they can. Exactly. Because there's a market of people who are willing to pay the premium to buy the seats. So that's, when, that's, when, when they drop that bill on your desk and you run up and jump into your mom's arms and you start to cry, just understand that's part of the equation. Mm-hmm. You, gotta re- you, you have to read the fine print if you want to yes. get in the game because that's the reality. And of I'm it. not going to hold it against you if you no. decide to shed a few tears into your mom's arms. Actually, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll say yeah. that, that's a rightful emotion. Right. Cry on this show. 312-332-3776. Waddle's World coming up uh, and more of your phone calls. It's Waddle and Sylvie. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. So much to get to inside Waddle's World, brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Uh, first, a, a little update, a little medical update, or uh, just a little, you know, I don't know, you should know kind of story. Nose picking is likely partially to blame for Alzheimer's disease, scientists say. You can pick your nose, but uh, you can't pick your pathogens. Is kind of the uh, the theme of this this article. Uh, a review of dozens of published studies and the mechanisms behind neurological diseases has collected strong evidence that people who frequently pick their noses are at a higher risk of developing Alzheimer's. I'm not going to remember anything. The new report compiled and written by researchers at Western Sydney University was published in the journal Biomolecules late last year. Neuroinflammation and Alzheimer's disease might be partially caused by viral bacteria and fungal pathogens entering the brain through the nose and the olfactory system, they wrote in the report. So if you have the opportunity to keep your finger out of your nose, you should uh, should keep your finger out of your nose. My nose is very dry these days, so I find myself picking my nose a ton. Very bad. Yeah. Uh, Miller, I got bad news and good news for you. Okay. I don't really know if this is bad news, but I would ask you to evaluate this being a you know, White Sox fan and a baseball guy. The uh, Sox made a couple of uh, you know, huge blockbuster deals this weekend. You stop it. Uh, swung a pair of trades with contending teams, sending right-handed reliever Gregory Santos to the Mariners and right-handed prospect Christian Mena 
Did I pronounce his name right? I don't know. To the Arizona Diamondbacks. From Seattle, the White Sox received a package that includes a pair of players on the uh, Mariners' 40-minute roster. Yes. Major leaguers, kind of. hard-throwing right-hander and an outfielder, Zach Deloach, as well as the 69th. Nice. That's the 2024 draft in the deal with the D-backs. The only nice thing Uh, about this deal. Outfielder Dominic Fletcher. Come to Chicago. Good old Fletch. So how would you evaluate what transpired? Ah, I don't know. Uh, you don't I, seem what, inspired. What, I, I, I like to, I would, at this moment, I would turn to the brand new general manager of the White Sox, right? And I, I guess I would quote him. Chris Yes. Yes. I would say, I don't like my team. Right? Isn't that the... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I... Gotta take some time. I don't like either of Jerry's teams right now. Both. Vooch was just telling Casey Johnson, we've got enough. I don't like our team. There, there's more of a plan with the Sox, though, right now, isn't there? I mean, Santos, listen, he would, they're, they're, they're cashing in their chips. He had a really nice second half of the season, so he's got a live arm. But I don't know. The, I, I guess my hope is that they hired Josh Barfield, Jesse Barfield's son, who worked in the Dimebacks organization, so maybe he knows the organization well, and so they can target some of the players in their farm system. But they're certainly not names I'm that familiar with. So the White Sox roster continues to look like a team that I don't know what. How many is games in store. do you anticipate going to this year? Well, you know, I mean, it's fun at the ballpark. Hmm. The product on the field hasn't been good, but the refreshments are great. The fundamentals, you know, I yeah. mean, like, I still have memories of tearing my hamstring running down to first base. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I, for the kids, it's great. I always go to two or three where I bring the family and I'll, I'll go with friends. No, I know. I'm just saying. So I'll say two or three. Okay. And hopefully they'll give me more of a reason to want to go. You know? I'll go to more Sox games than I went to Bulls games this year. I, I don't anticipate going to another Bulls game. I went to one this year. And it was a bad halftime. When did the, the, was it Saturday? Was it the announcement about Zach having the surgery? Or was it Friday? Did you guys talk about that Friday? I forget. No, it was Saturday. 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 Yeah. It was like late. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I, envisioned, I envisioned this being the situation. Uh, Zach's representatives say, hey, this thing with Detroit's getting really close. You may want to have foot surgery. Any chance that Zach decided to have foot surgery as opposed to going to the Detroit Pistons? That's just my having fun with my speculation. <laughs> was it like like the scene from Misery? Zach just jumped on the bed and he was like telling his agent, I'm not going to Detroit. That's here's my a, point. Here's like, a sledgehammer. Like you get two choices, have season-ending foot surgery or go to the Pistons. Break my foot. If you're Zach, what do you do? I mean, you want a, you want a real answer or a jokey answer? Both. What's your, re- what's your jokey you, you, answer? Uh, the jokey answer is, yeah, you take the sledgehammer out and you hit your foot. What or, is, the, what is the real answer? Uh, the, the real answer is I, I've heard a lot of my friends and, and people being outraged over this. The Bulls weren't getting anything no. for Zach. The Bulls weren't getting anything right now for Zach. He was hurt. And, he, and, and Wilbon had been telling us this for a while. They weren't getting anything for Zach. Despite what Kendall Gill says about him on the postgame show. No one values Zach Levine right now. So, why is there anger about this? I, I actually uh, admire uh, him for having the surgery. So, maybe there will be more of a chance to trade him in the offseason when he's healthy. You're not, you weren't going to get anything for him now anyway. 
Do you Don't know you what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, so are you going to get something from him in the offseason? You, you because there's perspective on him. Because there's more teams to trade him to when everyone else... Now, look, these this front office stinks. So they may not be able to get anything for him anyway. And his, and his contract well, is still an inflated contract. So it's, it is all true. I'm just saying it's better than zero than what you're getting for him now. You weren't getting anything for him now. So for the outraged people that are like, oh, my God, he's having surgery. You weren't getting anything no. for him now. So why the outrage now? The, I think the Bulls, the one, in, the, the one emotion that they don't inspire me to emote now is outrage. Well, that, it's apathy. The only, the, and then the only, the only thing that you should be outraged about is your front office sucks. Your ownership sucks. How do you go through? When is is Thursday the uh, trade deadline? Is it Thursday? The eighth. How do you not pedal whatever you can pedal at this point? Vooch is signed. Do you know they signed him to a sixty million dollar deal? Three years, sixty million. Like, but Vooch says they've got enough to win. I know. And then, like, I mean, what, what you get? Demar's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Are you better off trading him now, or could you work a sign and trade at the end of the year? I, I read that, but in the offseason. why do you? Why does he need to, to get a sign and trade done? Know. Like, it's not like he's getting a max deal, so he could pick where he wants to go as a free agent. Why would he need the Bulls to do him a favor and sign and trade him? I would deal anybody you know I mean? that anybody has interest in him right now. You so got that, that's why I would think that you would you would deal him now. Yes, apparently I, I, there's an Andre Drummond market out there. Sure, like in, in a Caruso me. market. Caruso, yeah. I mean, Caruso's got one year left after this year at what nine or ten million dollars. He would definitely be attractive to somebody. I think the only guy you don't trade is Kobe because he's young enough and good enough where you build around. He's twenty three. Yeah, I mean, like he's mean, not twenty seven. He's somebody that you can keep. He's reasonably priced. Yeah, but, I. But the thing that sucks is any draft pick that you get, you know that this front office can't draft. So any any pick coming back to you, you know you're you're drafting another Dalen Terry. That's 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 what you're getting back. Yeah. Maller, here's the good news. Uh, the 2026 oh, World Cup final will be played in the United States in New Jersey. At oh, Life I think they're telling me New York. Because originally that's how it was sold. Oh, was it? Yes. Well, MetLife Stadium's in New Jersey. It's actually New Jersey. Yes. 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 Will you go? I actually would like to go to that, yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. The 2026 World Cup final will be played in MetLife Stadium. Do you know who who thought they were getting it, don't you? Chicago. The city no, of Chicago. Chicago. It was Dallas. Jerry thought he was getting the championship. Instead, he got the most. I think they got the most matches hmm. in the semifinal, but they they thought they were getting the championship. So it's going to be the first World Cup where it's going to be held across three continents with Canada and Mexico also hosting games. But the majority will take place in United States. However, Chicago will not be one of those cities. The city of Chicago. Where was the last time the United States hosted a World Cup final? 94. And it was? Brazil against Italy. Roberto Baggio. Where? I think it was Pasadena, if I'm not mistaken. I was going to say it was in California. I thought it was Los Angeles, but I knew it was in California. Rose Bowl? Yeah, I think it was Rose Bowl. You know what? If you're you're good and you're nice, maybe we'll pitch in and buy you tickets to the final. All right. We'll send you. Oh, boy. As our resident. Love it. Just a couple of bucks. 
Uh, did you? Would you like to guess the sexiest accent in the world? It's been Australian. Uh, no, no, no. There was always Chicago. Th- no, no, Boston. Uh, no, no. From Boston, New Jersey. New Jersey. No, a world sexiest accent has been revealed, and it says here it's a stunner. I don't know that it's so much of a stunner, but it has. So this country has upended another country that was considered the sexiest accent for a long time. The previous sexiest. Do they speak English? Well, no, probably not. Okay, not. France this is was, not. This was, is not like no, a Cleveland accident accent. No, but I no, think like you don't think it could it was be French? England or like Italy, like, French. Like I guessed Australian. Austra- uh, so let's go with what. What was the the previous? So it Italy. Italy was the previous. Italy has overtaken France or the French accent as the world's sexiest accent. Oh, I like it. French has been displaced by Italian as the most attractive language, according to 6,000 people that were surveyed. Shocker, wasn't Germany. It's perceived as the most sexy, most romantic, and most passionate. Buena sera. That's when I speak it. So I would assume that Carmen DeFalco would agree with this, but now it's no longer the French accent. The French no longer have this uh, this title. The Italians now have the sexiest Germany accent. Germany coming third? Uh, Germany, no, I don't. Um, no, no. No, not. but Germany, Germany, wait a second. Survey results showed that German, Germany was the won least? the most for the most direct language. <laughs> that's, that's about right. And British English for the most polite so you did take Meller as a as a German descent or of German heritage. You did take home one award. Did you see Carmen making showing off and making his uh, Roman yes. uh, his Roman? I told uh, him today. Dinner. I told him today. I actually watched it from beginning to end. Yeah, I mean it lasted like three or four minutes with those gloves again and that watch. Why doesn't he take off the Apple Watch? I don't know when he makes that the meal. Like, why do you need the the Apple Watch? When you're when you're cooking like that, who's videotaping him? I think Does he have Geo. Does he have Geo taping him oh, doing all I of it? Well, because the, well, the camera's moving. Oh, does it? Move? I wonder if Geo is his AV guy, his audio visual ah, guy. Interesting. I yeah. noticed that yesterday too. When I saw his video, I was yeah. like, "Who's filming?" This? Yeah. I didn't notice that it wa- that it moves. Can, what I'm, a mystery! You know what? I'm going to text him and him see. Him in those fancy gloves of, uh, of it. Well, they're not really fancy. They're just like they're. Look at me with my cooking gloves. If they were fancy, they'd be more like white. Kind of, you know, kind of lacy gloves. These are just your standard, hey, I may have or may not have COVID, so I'm going to wear these gloves. He's a big show off. Look at, look at that. Did you see him pounding the, uh, pounding oh, the chicken? Oh, yeah, like with his food hammer. <laughs> That's what I call that. Put a little saran, saran yeah. wrap over his chicken and started beating his chicken. Yeah, look at me, beat my chicken. Always said no one beats their chicken and pounds it better than Carmen DeFalco. All right, when we come back, I have a a couple of stories that involve animals that I think you'll find quite humorous. That's that. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Text today from Tyler. What did it say? <clears throat> hey, will you read this in Waddle's world? The headline of it was Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos are now attacking people and terrorizing locals. 
and he wanted to know if I would read this. And I think that you said that because you got your your cartels mixed up, didn't you? Well, I, I thought you were just any cartel. I said read. you El Chapo's off limits. The uh, the Escobar thing is fair game. All right, I think that know. that's fair. When you think. I mean, I mean, Pablo Escobar has been off, gone for a long time. You want to piss I'm off? I'm not trying not to piss off any anybody. Of the cartels? I'm trying not to. No, I'm not. But anyway, this was the story. Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos are starting to attack people in Colombia. These are the offspring of the illegal hippopotamuses that were imported to Colombia by the late drug lord Pablo Escobar in the 80s, and now because they're violent, they've started to attack people. Mm. Since these hippos do not have any natural predators in the South American country, their reign of terror has extended to human beings. They're very dangerous. The hippos have uh, started to attack people. One local was quoted to the uh, newspaper. Uh, Others say the giant hippos were unpredictable and aggressive. And if one squared up against them, the best course of action is to quickly hide and hope they don't come after you. That's a good, you're right. Don't serpentine. (laughs) Don't, uh, like, (laughs) do all this stuff. Just hide. Hide from the hippos. Hide. It's good advice. I think hippos kill more human beings than any other animal in Africa, right? I believe that is correct. I I think that's I'm pretty sure I've read that nugget, too. They're violent animals. Isn't the rhinoceros a very uh, dangerous animal as well? I think the rhino is behind the hippo with regard to, to murders. I guess you wouldn't call them murders because they're animals, but especially against yeah. a uh, St. Louis but Cardinal it, closer. But it is. They are murders, right? Because the animals are killing humans. Well, I mean, they're deaths. They're not. Well, they are murders. No, no, it's not a murder. You're intentionally killing somebody, whether you're an animal doing no. it or a human. Are they intentional? No. Murder is a, is a law. It's a, a legal term. You can't commit murder if you're an animal. I think you can. No. I think you can. Uh, an animal would kill, but it wouldn't murder. I get it, but you know that this is just semantics right now. Why are we making... Can we make money off of cocaine hippos? Like, we can make a like an adult-themed game We'll just basically mimic hum- hungry, hungry hippos. Here's, here's, co- 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 into cocaine, here's cocaine what I think hippos. they need to do, honestly. Uh-huh. You, you've seen the latest game. videos from the Sausage Castle, right? Yes. yes, I have. I'm telling you. Gary Busey's nephews running the sausage castles, uh, castle still? Yes. They you played. ship the hippos from <laughs> Columbia to the sausage caps, castle, yes. and you find a way to integra- integrate them into the festivities. See, that, that's, that's like the real-life version. I'm thinking yeah. more of a board game. No, 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 no I'm talking. I'm talking. You bring Instead them in real Instead of marbles, life. you just have a bunch of yes. white lines. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. How many white lines can the hippo snort? I exactly. Gar- I guarantee what you. What a party that, game. I guarantee you that Gary Busey's Everyone else is busy playing cards against in. humanity. We'll be playing cocaine, cocaine hippos. And I'm while uh, future cocaine, Super Bowl. Cocaine, cocaine, hippo. I'm being serious. I think <laughs> Gary Busey's nephew no, brings them in. No, this will ruin the fun. Yeah, and you you throw some hippos into the, <laughs> into into the, the sausage, sausage castle. castle yeah. Everything, yeah. no. The fun's going to go away. No, it won't. Because you sure will. No, they got guns in, in the sausage castle. No, but <laughs> in case they, they're necessary. Yeah, then you're going to kill the hippos. Only if they, they charge you. Pigeon detained on suspicion of spying released after eight months. You heard that right. A pigeon suspected of spying for China was released from captivity this week after Indian officials had detained it, according to PETA India. 
The animal welfare organization intervened after hearing that the pigeon had been held at an animal hospital for eight months. Did they think that it wasn't a real pigeon or that it had cameras on it? India's RCF police station in Mumbai found the pigeon in May of 2023, according to PETA. The bird had writing on its wings, but the message was was, uh, was not, uh, you, you couldn't tell what it was. Authorities suspected it was being used for spying. So the pigeon was sent to a pet hospital for animals to be examined medically and investigated. Months later, the animal hospital asked police if they could release the bird since the bird was healthy. And was taking up a cage at the hospital. They actually detained a pigeon for eight months, thinking that it was spying for China. You never know these days. So you can't arrest an animal. Uh, Florida's busy. Uh, the the uh, politicians in Florida are very busy. Two bills um, that they're looking to pass. The first one, the Florida House passes a bill that would ban children under 16 from social media. If that. I lived in Florida, you'd get a yes from me for well, that. Should that be a, a, a countrywide ban? If I was in charge, it would be. Uh, Florida's House passed a bill that would limit youth access to social media by banning new and existing accounts of users younger than 16. But that's just me. And finally, Florida lawmaker says a bill to loosen rules on killing bears is aimed at the ones that are on crack. Florida lawmakers seeking looser regulations on the killing of wildlife has claimed that black bears high on crack are breaking into people's homes and tearing them apart. Cocaine bear. Sequel. Yeah. Cocaine bear, too. The allegation from the state congressman, Jason Schoaf, whose biography reveals a passion for hunting, is bizarre even by already unorthodox standards of Florida, which in recent times has boasted cocaine sharks and marauding herpes-ridden monkeys. Ooh, we're talking about the ones that are on crack, and they break your door down, and they're standing in your living room growling and tearing your house apart. Shove told a meeting of the Florida's Legislature Health Infrastructure Strategies Committee discussing his bill, House Bill 87, which would remove most penalties for killing bears without authorization. When you run into one of these crack bears, you should be able to shoot it, period. And you shouldn't have to pause and be afraid you're going to get arrested or harassed or pay fines. That's just crazy. To be the Tom Waddle bill. The garden was unable to find a documented incident of any Florida's estimated population of 4,050 black bears having ingested crack. And the leg- <laughs> legislator did not return a request for clarifications. His colleagues, however, appeared swayed by his argument and advanced the bill on party lines for a full house hearing. Again, which bear do you play dead and which bear do you act big? Brown and black bears. Which one? I think you try to scare off. We always have this conversation. The black bears and you play dead for the grizzly. The grizzly's much bigger and more violent. There's like Unless a you talk to this guy who says the crack crack bears are just getting into your house. And shoot them. There's always a, a, a term. There's like a term that rhymes. Did you uh, did you Google that, Meller or, or Tyler? Which one? Which bear do you... Stand up and try to scare, and which one do you just play dead for? I know if a hippo's on on your tail, you just try to hide and pretend it's not there. Or so we're told, right? Would if, you rather be chased by a hippo or a, a bear? No. No. You got to play the game. All right, so it says, this is from the National Park Service's 
fight back against a uh, black bear. Right, because they're smaller. And play dead against the grizzly or brown have, bear. Yeah, you have no chance of scaring a grizzly bear. That thing just looks at you and giggles and then tears you to shreds. I'm going to ask again. Like, I need a code to remember I that. Don't, I, I, I think... What is the discrepancy between the speed okay. of a hippo versus a bear? I would this, think... This is the saying. If it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lie down. There you go. Black, fight back. If it's brown, lie down. Here's hoping that you don't find yourself in that situation. No, no. Uh-uh. Which animal runs faster? Hippo is it the or a bear, bear or a hippo? Because Sylvia asked, which one would you prefer to try to outrun? My answer was no. I think it's I think it's the the hippo. You think hippos are faster? No, I think you'd rather, oh, you'd rather be... try to outrun a hippo. Yes. How fast? I've never is thought a, a hippo is fast. Nineteen miles per hour. Oh wait, on average, hippos can run at speeds of around nineteen to twenty-eight miles per hour. Jesus, That's can, a, a, big can a hippo climb a tree? No, no. a Have bear can. A bear can though. <laughs> That's my point. Can't the bear, at least in cocaine bear, uh, it climbed a tree. A bear can run up to... <laughs> grizzly bears can run 40 miles per hour. Same. A black bear, 30 miles per hour. A polar bear, 25 miles per hour. I'd rather be faced with a hippo. I'm also not going to lie to you. I think they took a little bit of liberties in cocaine bears. So uh, yes, so I know. You may yeah. not want to base here. All right. Uh, coming up next, Adam Schefter says... You may not have to worry that much about the commanders and Caleb Williams. We'll play you what he had to say coming up next.